Hey, beautiful friends, welcome to the Savor Podcast. We're so excited for you to join us today as we dive into the goodness of God together. Our hope is for you to be encouraged, challenged, and entertained as you listen to hosts Stacy and Suzanne, along with special guests as they have honest and real conversations about how to savor God's word as they grow in their relationship with Christ. We hope you'll encourage a friend or two to listen with you so you can keep the conversations going. We're all about community here. Hello, beautiful friends. Welcome to the Savor Podcast. I'm excited about today's uh, episode because we had a question come in, uh, which is really exciting. I don't know why that really excites me. Does that really excite you? Oh, yes. I love the fact that we have questions that come in. And just FYI, I have figured out how to check our email at saver at crosstownchurch.com. So, Amber, I'm so sorry it took us four months to respond. But we have figured it out now. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Almost as much as we figured out how to get home from Hilton Head. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so y'all know most of you probably were there at Hilton Head. So what did you say on the way home? It was so funny. So we put the GPS on. But I do blame our GPSs. It was like telling us to go, like, take the wrong turn. But I also go to Hilton Head, like, every other week. And there's only, like, one way on and off of the island. And so Stacey's like, no, that is wrong. And I'm like, I don't know. That's what it's saying. We were, like, completely brain dead. Oh, yes. What'd you say? I mean, first of all, ladies, it took us probably 30 minutes of multiple turnarounds to get headed in the right direction. It wasn't direction. that long. I don't know, Suzanne. How many times did I turn that truck around? <laughs> a couple times. Couple yeah, a couple times. I looked at Suzanne at one point, and I got so tickled, and I said, Suzanne, how is it that people look at us and say, man, that teaching had such an impact on my life. Like, I really heard the Lord speaking to me through what you said, and I looked at her, and I'm like, we can't even get off the island. How in the world can we tell people what God's saying when we don't even know how? Literally, to get off of Hilton Head to come to Charleston, you go right, and you just come straight, and you're going to hit Charleston. I know it's it's that's how you know it's all the Holy Spirit. For we should sure. have prayed in that moment, and that's the Holy Spirit to guide. <laughs> kind of like Miss Pat did when she prayed over the coffee pot. Oh, did you hear that? Wasn't yes, that a great story? I, know. I knew I loved Miss Pat, but now I love her even more. Everyone needs a friend who's going to pray over some coffee if the coffee pot's not working. Yes, and for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, Miss <laughs> Pat was in charge of hosting the breakfast the last morning that we were at Hilton Head. And so all of our 65 plus ladies could stop by and grab coffee and bagels and fruit. And before everyone got there, the coffee pot was not working and she was very frustrated about it. And so instead of continuing or trying to call maintenance, she just stopped and said, I'm going to lay my hand on this coffee pot and I'm going to ask Jesus to make it work. And she laid her hand on that coffee pot. She prayed and it started brewing coffee. Amen. Amen. Just one of the many little miracles that occurred at our <laughs> encounter weekend. It was wonderful. Uh, that will be in uh, the book of Stacy 1 1, where we'll find that <laughs> miracle of Jesus. Yes, we will. That was, I mean, water into wine or coffee pot that now is brewing coffee. I'm just saying. Right. Well, so, yeah, so all of that to say, anytime we have. Um, do these episodes or talk about certain things we love if you guys have questions that you send in um, now so if you've sent one in the last four months we'll, we will be getting it now but um, but probably because if you have that question I was thinking about that today I've had this same question before and it's like you know I've had so many questions on my faith journey that I forget them so when you ask them it's so nice because 
you're probably not the only one that's asked this question. And this particular question was such a good question that we wanted to do a quick episode on it. So our last episode uh, before Shana shared with us, which she did such an amazing job, such a great story of community, um, was on passivity. Yes, there it goes again, everyone. I know whether you are working out, folding laundry, driving down the street, or whatever you're doing, washing dishes, every single one of you just said passivity. Passivity. (laughs) So we had a really great question. Um, So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it real quick because this question is all about that um, episode. So the question, Stacy, was something along the lines of how do you know if you're avoiding something, so being passive, right? Or if you're resting in what God's accomplishing. So kind of trusting God, resting in that, or just trying to avoid it because it's hard or difficult or whatever the many reasons we said we fall into passivity. Um, Really good question, huh? Yeah, I think it is a really good question. And I think it's a real honest question. I think when I heard that question, I was like, oh, this is someone who really doesn't want to be passive. So first and foremost, I would say because you asked that question, just know your heart is inclined to not be passive. Even if sometimes you are passive, if you're thinking, well, how do I know the difference? Then your heart is lining up in a way that is um, trying to order itself after God. So I think it is a good question. And as I've reflected on that question, I've paused and thought in my own life, how do I know if I'm avoiding something or if I'm resting in the Lord? Or how do I know if I'm plunging forward in something that I shouldn't or resting in what the Lord has done? And one of the passages in Scripture, there's so many passages throughout Scripture that talk about wisdom and understanding and seeking wisdom. And the Scripture tells us, If you come and you seek wisdom and you ask for it, he will give you wisdom. And so I think starting out with that and asking that question to the Lord and saying, am I being passive? Am I just ignoring this? Or am I resting in what you've done? And there are a couple of things kind of come out. I want to read James chapter 3 to you guys. I think it starts in verse 13, and it's just talking about wisdom. James is just chock full of goodness. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to tell you, James. Mm was all about. And just on a side note, you guys may or may not know this. James is the half-brother of Jesus, and he did not come to saving knowledge of Jesus Christ until after he was resurrected, which I just think is pretty phenomenal, um, you know, to think about. Because can you imagine being Jesus's brother and, like, being raised in the house with Jesus who literally was perfect? I feel like that makes sense, though. Like, yeah. some good sibling rivalry, like, you're not the Messiah. And, like... Who do you think you are? Do you, do you think, think you, you, you think are? you're like yeah. Jesus? Oh, wait, you are Jesus, aren't you? Um, so, anyway, that's James, in case you're just wondering. This is not James, the disciple that walked around with Jesus. I didn't know that for years, by the way, on a side note. No one ever told me that when I was reading the Bible, that this James in this book is not the James that is with Jesus walking around during his ministry. And then there are a lot of Johns too, but that's a whole nother story for another day. But yeah, just if you guys got questions, there's also a lot of Marys. Oh, there are way Marys and Johns and James. Yeah. So many. But if you guys got questions about that, you can always ask us those too. And we'll answer it four months from now. Right. No, I I checked today before before we turned the podcast on, which also took a little bit of time today. I did pray, though. I slowed down and prayed, and Suzanne figured out what button I was not hitting today. 
which is a miracle in itself because when I look at this, I'm like, it's like I have no idea what's going on on that screen. So, but it's working. Okay, I don't know how we got off on that rabbit trail, you guys. Back to James. I was just giving you time to get your Bibles out in case right? you wanted to follow to along. James. Yeah. But if you're driving, please don't follow along. Just listen as I read James chapter 3, starting in verse 13. Who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show by his good behavior his deeds in the gentleness of wisdom. Hold on to that phrase, gentleness of wisdom, because that's kind of what we're going to boil it down to. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth. That was, This kind of wisdom is not that which comes down from above, but it is earthly, it is natural, it is demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every evil thing. But... The wisdom from above is first pure, and then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering without hypocrisy. And I really think this is kind of the crux of it. When you're thinking about and you're asking yourself, am I being passive or resting in what the Lord's doing? Am I just ignoring this problem and hoping it goes away, or am I truly resting? I think you have to ask yourself, what kind of wisdom have you leaned into? Have you leaned into the wisdom that is of the earth, or have you leaned into the wisdom that is of God? And so um, I love where it says in verse 13, let him show by his good behavior his deeds and the gentleness of wisdom. That word gentleness is the same word that we see in Scripture that sometimes gets translated meekness. And depending on what version of the Bible you're reading, it may say that in your version here. But gentleness and meekness are the same thing when we're talking about it in Scripture. And I read this really great quote earlier, and it says, Meekness comes not from cowardice or passivity, but rather from trusting God and therefore being set free from anxious self-promotion and so, or anxiety in general. And so I think to ask yourself, am I moving forward in resting in the Lord? Am I doing that out of being a coward? Because that's not what real meekness is. Or am I doing that because I really am trusting God? And so what are some practical ways to understand and answer that question? First of all, when you are inclined to not do something, like, you know, you just kind of think, I don't know how to handle that. I'm, I'm just not going to do anything. The Lord wants me to just trust him and not do anything. Is that your natural inclination? Ask yourself, is my natural inclination? Because some of us, our natural incl- inclination is to avoid conflict, to avoid the tough conversations. And if that is your natural inclination, then it might just be that you're doing a passive thing. Uh, So ask yourself that. And then ask yourself, is this, when I want to have this conversation, when I want to get involved, is this something that is going to bring about the good for the person and the glory of God? Mm. And I think so often times when we are facing difficult situations, we either want to ignore it or we want them to do it our way. (laughs) And neither one of those are right. (laughs) Stacy, I'm talking to myself now. Suzanne can attest to I'm pointing my fingers at myself. Neither one of those are right. It actually makes me think about 1 Corinthians 13. You guys know 1 Corinthians 13 because it's the love passage, right? And I 
have enjoyed reading that love passage. And um, when you read it, it'll say love is patient, love is kind, it is not jealous, it does not brag, it is not arrogant. And one time someone said to me, instead of reading the word love, read the word God in place of love. I'm sure you guys have probably heard that before. One day when I was reading it, though, and I put the word God there, it says, God does not act unbecomingly. God does not seek his own way. God is not provoked. God does not take into account wrong suffered. And I was like, because that's what it's saying love is. And it made me reflect on when I am interacting with other people in the love of God, in the love that I have received from God, because we first have been loved by God, therefore we can love. That's what 1st, 2nd, 3rd John talks about. So when I am loving other people out of the love I have received from Christ, I can't insist on my own way. I have to insist on the real pure way of God. And so I think asking yourself that when you're interacting with someone is me saying nothing in this situation, truly trusting God. And when you're not saying anything in a situation, it just may mean you're not saying anything to that person, but you should be saying something to God mm. and listening to God. So that's another way to find out, are you being passive and ignoring it? Or are you trusting God? You will know that you are trusting God when the anxiety and the worry and the fretting and the fear come and you immediately say something to God about that. And you begin saying, God, this is what I see with my eyes, but this is what I know to be true based on your word, that you will not withhold any good thing from him whose way is righteous, Psalm 8411, that you will never leave me nor forsake me, that you love me, you are for me, not against me, that I am the head, not the tail. So no matter how I feel and what my eyes are seeing, I'm going to choose to trust you. And that's kind of a good litmus test on knowing the difference on whether or not you're ignoring something or if you're trusting and resting in what God is doing and working out. Yeah, and um, as you were talking, I was thinking too, you know, I feel like I've kind of, I think this is, you know, we don't know this question, just this listener who's asking this question, your specific situation, um, because I think that this could be very specific to certain situations as well. But the first thing, my first response is, to evaluate, are you being passive by your standards or God's standards? Mm. And because I think sometimes, at least for me, um, and I've kind of walked this this the last couple years of my life, specifically for me, it was having conver a conversation with someone. Um, and it's because I have the wisdom and they don't, right? So I need to give them that wisdom. And so for me, it's been very... Um, very much to me that was the idea of being active having this conversation i need to have it right now so that we can get resolution to the issue um but that was not being because i chose not to do that that wasn't being passive that was being passive by my definition but not god's um so in as i stayed active with god through intense prayer um mostly prayer yeah. <laughs> um, and, and just trying to lean into the wisdom, like you said. So for me specifically in that situation, um, it was a lot of prayer. And I specifically prayed that when it was time, according to God's time, that, that the door would be open to have the conversation that I wanted to have. And that was really hard because it was like two years 
Yeah. And, and when you think back to that passage in James and it talks about wisdom that is from the earth, mm. it is, has selfish ambition. And the wisdom of, I should go have that conversation with this person right now to get resolution. I mean, it's a bit selfish because you wanted resolution in your time, not allowing God to do what he wanted, which his wisdom is from above and it's peaceable and it's gentle. And so that's a much harder kind of wisdom to implement than the world's wisdom of, I want this answer right now. So I should just go have that conversation right now today. Right. And it's not bad to want resolution. I mean, don't feel any condemnation in that you know, specific to your situation. But I mean, we all want unity. We all want resolution to the difficult um, dynamics in our relationships and our families and things like that. So the, the desire is not bad, but the way in which we wait, I think, can be bad. Yes. And it can be more detrimental than if we wait on God, which is hard. I mean, that's much easier said than done. I mean, But I think the important thing is also realizing that if you're praying and you're on your knees about this situation, that's not necessarily being passive. It's definitely not being passive. I mean, standing on the word of God and committing to prayer about it is the most powerful thing that we can do, in my opinion. I mean, I think scripture kind of talks about that. Scripture tells us to pray without ceasing at all times pray. And so prayer sometimes gets the misconception that it's a passive act Mm -hmm. when in actuality it is one of the most offensive things that we can do absolutely absolutely and I think that you know waiting is hard but the more time you spend communing with God and communing with other believers who may or may not pray with you specifically um, it makes the waiting more tolerable Mm. for you and um, there's a peace that comes that leads to like you said you know what are you feeling in the waiting are you feeling just total angst there might be days where there's angst yes but overall when you start to think about okay god is working god is working there is a peace um that will come and it transcends all understanding yeah absolutely and one other thing to kind of go along with that so checking the wisdom and and recognizing that prayer is not being passive but actually being active and you just kind of hit on this a little bit but remembering the good deeds of god Mm -hmm. through that so through that two-year period or whatever you were just talking about i'm sure there were moments where the lord showed you a glimmer of hope And to be able to recount the faithfulness and the goodness of God, even if there's angst in your heart, but yet there's a peace that you cannot describe or why it's there, that's a a kind deed of the Lord. I love Psalm 77. In my Bible, you know how it has the titles underneath Mm -hmm. them. This one says, Comfort in Trouble from Recalling God's Mighty Deeds. And so in Psalm 77, the psalmist is recounting the good things that the Lord does. In verse 14, he says, You are the God who works wonders. You have made known your strength among the people. You have by your power redeemed your people. And then it goes on to talk about how the skies gave forth sound and the sound of God's thunder was in the whirlwind. And then it says, Your way was in the sea and your paths in the mighty waters 
and your footprints may not be known. Mm. And it's in that time when we don't see the footprint of God in our lives that we must recount the goodness that we have seen in the past. Just because we don't see his footprint in that situation, in that moment, does not mean he has stopped working. Because Jesus tells us in the New Testament, my father has never stopped working and neither will I. Mm. And so I think to be able to remember and hold on to scripture that says, yeah, you may not see God. You may not feel God in this. It may feel like you're being passive in this, but the truth is his way is through the sea. And we remind ourselves of the ways that he had delivered his people and the way he's delivered us. I mean, they are recounting the time that he led them out of Egypt. Yeah. I remember one time I did a teaching at a women's breakfast and I came up with, um, what do you call it? An acronym Mm -hmm. for weight Oh, yes. I remember this. Did we already talk about this once? No. Um, I don't remember if we yeah. did. So, so anyway, um, I don't remember all of it, but I do remember, I think the last one for T was trust and trust and remember. Mm-hmm. Um, because especially when you're in a season of waiting, like this, you know, we have to remember that because it becomes difficult to trust when you feel like there's no movement. Um so, so definitely that's a really good, really good reminder yes. that we need to remember. Yes. And since we can't remember what the acronym was, we will go look it up <laughs> and we will include it in the show notes, ladies. I know I can remember uh, something. I think the A was like abide in hope. Um, and then the I was Isaiah 55, nine, maybe where it says his ways are higher than my ways. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. because I think sometimes I had to cling to that because I don't understand what's happening. I don't understand why this isn't, why there's no resolution. I don't understand that. But God's doing something that I don't understand, and I have to trust in that. Um, And that was all I remember. That's great, though. Yeah. I think that's such a good reminder, too. And so hopefully this has kind of helped you guys when you think about the difference between being passive or uh, just waiting and trusting on the Lord. And sometimes the Lord is going to ask you to sit, to Mm. remain, to Mm -hmm. stay. And other times the Lord's going to ask you to get up and go and move. And sometimes you're going to think he said go, and he really said sit. And guess what? His grace is sufficient. So that's the other thing I want people to kind of hear and take away from this is that whether you step to the right or to the left, he will be with you. Mm. And if you step right and you should have gone left, His grace is sufficient to cover that. His grace is deeper than any ocean we could ever go to because His grace can cover. And and again, it comes back not so much to our actions, but the motivation of our heart. And I think that's really what it boils down to in so many things. Where is your heart? Is your heart postured to allow the Lord to work? Is your heart surrendered? Is your heart metaphorically bowed down before the Lord? And if the answer to that is yes, then sitting silently is okay. Um, And then there's another verse in Jeremiah that came to me yesterday as I was reading, and it just, I had underlined it in my Bible and thought, man, that is so good when you're thinking about words that you're going to speak. And let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Jeremiah 15, 19 says, if you return, I will restore you and you shall stand before me. If you utter what is precious and not what is worthless, you shall be as my mouth. Mm. Mm. 
So that's kind of my prayer going forward in whether or not I'm being passive or trusting the Lord if what I can say is worth something. I don't want to utter worthless words. I Mm. want to utter precious, sweet words that bring life and flourishing. And sometimes I can't do that because I don't know how to do that. And so I just sit and I pray to the Lord silently. And then other times I can say it. Well, and I, I think too, it's really important to remember, like, should, like for me, I, I can only, every situation is so unique. I think in this is like, I can only speak to that, but sometimes if you feel like God has opened that door for you to have those conversations or these difficult conversations or, or whatever your scenario is, um, you're not responsible for the growth. You're not responsible for that flourishing. Um, and just trust that God's doing something. Rem- just remember, he's doing something bigger. If the conversation doesn't go how you thought, if the action that you took didn't go as you had hoped, and now you feel like you got it wrong, God's bigger than all that, um, but he's also still in it. Absolutely. And we may not get to see. And scripture tells us in the New Testament, I think it's in Corinthians, some water, some plant, and God is responsible for the growth or the increase. And just like you said, he will bring about the increase in his timing. And his timing is perfect. He does not delay because he doesn't slumber. He doesn't sleep. He is active. He is on the move constantly. And he is working on our behalf and for his glory and our good. And sometimes we just have a hard time understanding and seeing that. And when we can't see it and when his footprints aren't known to us, just to go back and say, God, I don't understand, but I trust you. Mm. Amen. I think if you make that a daily prayer, then you can pretty much live and rest assured that you're not living a passive life. Amen. Yep. So great. Okay. So our savor moment for today, you guys, I had an epiphany last week. (laughs) I have had an air fryer in my house for two years. My next door neighbor gave it to me. Well, actually she gave it to my daughter and I was like, oh no, I think I'll keep that for myself. But I've never used an air fryer, so I was intimidated by it, which you shouldn't be. No. But I was. I, I didn't love know my air fryer. I didn't know yeah. what to do with it. So all I have done for two years is toast my bread in my air fryer. <laughs> and then I know. I could put that on a shirt. I just toast my bread in my air fryer. <laughs> Anyway, you guys, I'm so sorry. I wish you guys could also see. <laughs> I also wish y'all could see Stacy because at the, <laughs> at the, I'm just so tickled. <laughs> it doesn't take much to get Susan and I tickled. Stacy, at the last recording that she did with Shana, she broke her microphone. <laughs> y'all should see her she's having to hold the microphone like she's talking into it she's got i know you couldn't put your glasses on because you're like i can't turn the pages and put my glasses on anyway that's just a side note sorry hopefully ricky might just get this part out but (laughs) i'm just so tickled i think we're leaving so while you're holding your microphone continue about your air fryer toast we'll have to take a picture of me holding my microphone in my mismatched (laughs) outfit right now recording this so anyway back to this air fryer situation you guys seriously So I've been toasting my bread in the air fryer. And then one day last week, I was like, man, I want to make a really good meal for my family, but I don't have a lot of time. And I came across this chicken Parmesan air fryer recipe. And chicken parm is one of my favorites, but y'all, it is messy and you got to get the cast iron skillet out and you got to, oh, it's just a mess. And the grease gets everywhere. So I read this recipe from the pioneer woman on how to do air fryer chicken parm. And my husband is a foodie. You guys know that. And I made it. 
And he looked at me and said, this is the best chicken Parmesan I have ever eaten in my entire life. Don't ever make it any other way except this. Y'all, it is less than 30 minutes from start to finish. No mess. It's amazing. And so... Having said that, I just want to encourage you, if you're in a situation and you've been taking it, you know, playing it safe and just letting your air fryer toast your bread, the Lord really said to me, he's like, see, you just kind of want to play it safe with me and you're just going to let me toast your bread. And I have a whole feast I want to put before you. So Mm -hmm. I just want to encourage you, if you are busy and you're having a busy week, we are going to post the recipe. And so for your savor moment, I'm asking you to make this meal for your family. And as you're making it, I want you to just be thanking God for all that he wants to do and ask him to open your eyes to the abundance that he can bring into your life. And then when you eat that chicken parm, you can thank me later because, or the pioneer woman, because it's really her recipe, but it was, but you're sharing it. So that's the part of savoring. If you're going to savor, you got to share. Oh, I love that. That's good. That might be a new tagline for us. Oh, tagline. Taglines. Yeah. Yes. Taglines and broken microphones. That's us here at Saver. <laughs> hey, you know, <laughs> but at least we got another recording out. So. That's right. That's right. Well, I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day or night or whatever time it is. Um, and go make some chicken parmesan and taste and see that the Lord is good. Thank you for being with us today here at Saver. This podcast is a ministry of Cross Sound Church. For information about SOAR Women's Ministry or Crosstown Church, please visit CrosstownChurch.com or download the Crosstown app. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please remember to like, subscribe, or leave a review. This helps people find us.